0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. It's a very special show. But first, thank you for listening to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast for however long you've been a listener. I'm pleased to announce that we just broke one million downloads on the podcast. That's a huge milestone, and in celebration of achieving a million downloads. We're going to be holding a contest over the next week with a lot of amazing prizes. The draw is going to be held on November 1st, and the lucky winners are going to be also announced on the 1st. We have all kinds of prizes, including signed copies of my book, Magnetic Capital. We've got real estate espresso podcast coffee cups. You can listen to the show in the morning, drinking your morning coffee. And if you listen to the podcast at the gym, we've got prizes of some awesome stainless steel water bottles. To enter, send an email to contest at victorjm.com. That's contest at victorjm.com. We've got a great show today. Our guest is a repeat guest. He's Mr. George Ross. George is well-known for having been a lawyer in New York City. He's been in business for over 60 years. He taught at the law school at NYU for over 20 years. He's the author of two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation, and he's also well-known for being part of the Trump Organization as Executive Vice President. On today's show, we're talking about how to navigate through uncertainty. Here's my conversation with George Ross.
1: Can you hear me, Victor?
0: Yes, I can hear you.
1: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Then we're in business. Married for
0: how many years, George?
1: Oh, a lot of years. Too many.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great to have you here. And of course, you want to get out your notebooks and take lots of notes because these sessions are always packed with wisdom. And we're going to dive right in. Let's go. Okay, so George, we're entering a second wave with COVID-19 right now. We've got businesses all over the world being mandated to close down a second time. We have, my goodness, who would have thought armed militias standing outside polling booths in the United States of America, not a third world banana republic. Uh, We've got the possibility certainly of social unrest and conflict surrounding the election, possibly post-election. We've got quarter of hotels in default you know, on their notes. We've got commercial businesses, retail and office in, in really bad shape. How do we communicate with investors? Because investors love certainty, a path forward that has any semblance of certainty. Or do we just say, sit on the sidelines and wait till everything gets back to normal before you do anything?
1: Well, it's a good, it's a good question. I don't know uh, getting back to normal but some degree of normalcy. So things have to settle down and uh, smoke has to clear. And I think a lot of that will happen two things. Number one, the election, and when that's over, we'll, you'll see what comes out of that. I don't know, but we'll see. And the other thing is they'll have to do something in connection with COVID. And uh, I think having a, uh, a uh, certainly a vaccine would, solve, would, would be, go a long ways. But also, basically, the the good thing about it is, is, is the COVID is that the the uh, death rate has not really gone up. Hospitalizations haven't gone up either. So it's, it seems to be winding down somehow. I don't know. I am not an expert by any means. And I think as far as investors are concerned, right now, hold on to your money and wait. No, that's my, that's my feeling. I, I do think things will get, they have to get better. In my estimation, and I think at that time there'll be uh, good opportunities, but right now it's a it's a, really a, a mess.
0: So it's a little too soon to put your chips on the table is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, you don't know where, it, where it's going. I don't know anything particularly that you want to invest in right now at this time where the future is really, you know, you know great. I don't think that time is that far off, but right now it's just, a, you just don't know with the monies that have to come up, the people that are out of jobs, unemployment, there's too many uncertainties to uh, really to be attractive now to make investments. You don't know. I wouldn't know what to invest in at this particular point in time. But I do think within a month or two months, you you will know. You see things start to cut back to some degree of, uh, of semblance of order. That's my feeling.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about before the need for stimulus to protect the economy from yeah,
1: yeah. this. I think you're in a unbelievable uh, political situation right now with what's going on. Right. Uh it's two different parties at this point. It's it's uh uh Trump and everybody else. That's what it boils down to. And uh, if you hate Trump, you won't that's the end of it. If you, if you if you like Trump, that's 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 part two. That'll all get cleared up with the election in one way or another. I don't know what's gonna come out of it, whether or not there's gonna be unrest. I just just don't know. We've never seen an election like this, so you don't really know.
0: Absolutely, I mean, we're hearing about voter turnouts and record numbers for advanced voting. Yeah,
1: but uh, the voter turnouts— who are they voting up? Who are they voting for? <laughs> you know, don't know. Who knows? Don't know. Don't know. There's too many, uh, too many things which are uh, which are in play and don't have an answer. But we will have it shortly after the election. Things will square out one way or another, and then you'll be you'll be in position to see which way to go.
0: My wish and my hope is that we have a clear outcome for the election. If it's very close, then that could be actually damaging for our democracy.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll, we'll know in a couple of weeks.
0: As always fascinating, we could not have scripted 2020 if we tried.
1: No, absolutely. Nobody would believe it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Sure. No, I think uh, one of the major... Pro thing problems or we'll call it what it's like is the social media. Yeah, it's big. We never had that before. So there are so many people on uh, uh, on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and uh, Twitter, and that goes back and forth. So they more or less feed on one another. People look at what they what somebody else says. They like it, I don't like it, or they, and they carry it on. And it's it's like a, a, a game of uh, they used to kids used to play a game called telephone. I don't know if you remember it start out with a word and by the time it got around the thing was entitled, nobody remembered what the word was and that's, you never had that before and you got the media which is all over the place, you're either one station's for Trump the rest of them are anti-Trump and they don't even want to discuss anything else, they're not media anymore they're not newscasters they have a, a, they're strictly political uh, appointees in one way or another, you never had this before and it's it's entirely different. So I I don't don't know uh, you know how how it's going to be resolved, but it'll be resolved after the election. I don't know how which way or another. But I, I've never seen this. I think the fact that the that the big that the these uh, media can censor what is go, what they're going to pass and what they're not going to pass is horrible. I don't think they should have the right to censor it. And I think I think something will be done. In other words, you got this. You have. Major media uh, really influencing the the minds of the of the electorate, not in an impartial manner, but the way they way they want it. And you never saw that before. And, and it's 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 terrible. We don't have a you know you really don't have what you call a free press.
0: No, we certainly they, don't. They with, we certainly don't they go
1: whichever way they want, and then uh, that's that's it. And the worst part is if you are not with them you're t- against them. They don't want to hear what you have to say. And that's that's the horrible part. It used to be that uh, people could you could express your opinion. I, I don't agree with you, but I understand you can express your opinion. I mean, one somebody once wrote, I don't know what it was. It says, I don't agree with what you say, but I will fight to the death your right to say it. You don't see that anymore.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, so it was, actually, it's funny you mentioned this because I actually did a podcast episode on this very topic and it's very interesting to look at the way social media algorithms function, because they are designed to maximize your time on the platform. So the longer you spend scrolling, the more advertising they could present to you. Got it. And if your interest is in, let's say, model train sets, you're going to see more model train sets. If you believe that the earth is flat, you'll see more of that, and so on. If you happen to have a conservative viewpoint, you'll see more of that. If you have a libertarian or liberal or whatever viewpoint, you'll see more of that. So there tends to be a lot of confirmation bias inherent in the way social media algorithms work. It goes one step further, and this is what's shocking. Platforms have said, we're trying to present a more balanced view. So now they're presenting the opposing view. But what gets presented is not the moderate opposing view, but the extreme opposing view, which then further hardens the perspective that they held originally. Yes. It's fascinating to see how this is playing out. No,
1: it's not. It's just not, you don't don't see them reporting news or information the way it is. It's the way they'd like to slant it, depending upon uh, whether they're they're for or against. And I do think you're going to find a major change I think this uh, Section 230 is going to be eliminated and it's going to be the media is going to be liable for what they say. They're not going to be shielded from liability just because they, 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 they have that right right now. They can they can put whatever they want on and nobody will trust them, but they choose what they put on. That's the problem. right. But I anticipate that there's a, uh, a day of reckoning or judgment coming for Google and uh, twitter and all of the others they have gotten too big they make a pot full of money on the platforms and they if you look at what they bought or own wow they're all over the place and controlling everything that you hear or see which is which is frightening Yeah. yeah
0: wow i love my conversations with george george has a tremendous amount of wisdom that comes from experience Now, he's not a wait-and-see kind of guy. There's always a trade-off between think and do versus wait and see. But we're at a point in history where we know things are going to change. Those changes may influence the business climate going forward. And whether you make the decision to wait and see, it kind of doesn't matter because your investors are making that decision to wait and see until the fog clears. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.